You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Dan Feldman here. Welcome to Locked On Pistons. You can follow Locked On Pistons on Audio Boom or subscribe on iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan Feldman NBA. I've just participated in the Dunked On Mock Trade Deadline podcast. For those of you not familiar with it, uh, it's host. It's on the Dunked On podcast, hosted by Nate Duncan. Uh, he, uh, myself, Danny Larue, and Kevin Pelton. Uh, we all take over NBA teams and try and act out the trade deadline, proposing trades, negotiating, figuring out what other teams would do. Uh, it can be a little instructive just to see what the landscape is around the league, what different teams have in mind, how some of those things could match up. Uh, I had the Pistons, uh, and I also mostly, for the most part, had Western Conference sellers. Uh, so I want to play a clip from this podcast. It's actually three parts. And number one, I highly recommend listening to all of it. I think it's entertaining. Uh, a lot of a lot of positive reviews from those. Uh, I think they're entertaining. I think they're informative. Recommend checking them out in full. But I want to play a portion where we got a uh, fairly deep into Pistons talk. Uh, and I because I was the Pistons general manager, and I wanted to talk trade with the Suns and Pelicans, who are two. Uh, sellers in the Western Conference who were also my teams. Uh, for that, for those moments, I had uh, other people on the podcast take over those teams. So Danny LaRue took over the Suns, and then Nate Duncan took over the Pelicans, uh, and then we talked trade. Pistons here, uh, looking to talk to the assistant general manager for the uh, Suns and Pelicans, if, if somebody wants to take that up, because uh, I think we are sort of circling toward a couple ideas the Pistons have. Uh, sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll, do you want to do it? You, why, don't you, why don't you take the Suns, Danny? I'll do the Pels. Sounds good. Uh, so starting with the Suns, uh, what would it take to get Eric Bledsoe? By the way, uh, the, as the Pistons uh, GM, I know and I talk closely to the Pelicans GM, uh, and I know there's not really anything mutual overlap at all for Drew Holiday. Uh, because the Pistons are wary of him walking. The Pelicans plan to re-sign him. Uh, there's just no overlap there. Uh, but So let's start with the Suns. Pistons are interested in Eric Bledsoe. I'd uh, be willing to deal uh, Reggie Jackson. And then what else would it take uh, to be able to get Bledsoe? At least one first-round pick, probably two, because we, we feel that Reggie, first of all, Reggie Jackson does not fill a necessarily a huge need for us. And it's, you know, he, he not a bad player. It's not a bad contract, but it's not a huge asset for us. So we need at least one first. And then, would you be? How how are you feeling about Stanley Johnson right now? Yeah, Is he, so, so potentially we could send you Stanley Johnson if you're not so high on on Reggie Jackson. Maybe there's like another team, the Bulls or the 76ers, were the two I had in mind. But maybe there's somebody else. Is there somewhere else that would take him that would put more value on him? Uh, that would send you something. Yeah, Sixers have no interest in Reggie Jackson. With uh, Ben Simmons is going to be our point guard now. Uh, how about the Bulls? I don't think so. We still have these dreams of, of using cap space in. Uh, this summer and and i think taking on reggie would uh would compromise that and i just i think he he had one really good year last year this injury just has he just hasn't been playing well enough you know i mean the the reason that you're willing to move him is the same reason we're probably not really (laughs) that interested in him so so (laughs) so as the as the suns even if if we take on the burden of having reggie jackson to move him where would you be feeling about 
Reggie, a, your first round pick this year, unprotected, and Stanley Johnson for what's up? Yeah, so maybe we do Reggie and Stanley, or Reggie and a protected first. But I don't think we could do uh, both of those assets in addis- addition to Reggie. Is is that a a non-starter, or is there maybe something there? It's close to a non-starter. But what I'm trying to figure out is if there's a small a small thing that we could send. Is there something that we could send back that would make that? possible so i'm trying to figure out is so can we can we put in a little bit it wouldn't be much because we were we're very happy with a lot of our players but add in something small to make that so so we can get that back because we're in we think that combination could set us up because he can play the three maybe a little bit of the four and is just a nice lottery ticket there so look through we're we're not trading bender we're not trading chris we're not trading devin booker and some of the other ones we think are a little bit too rich to solve this trade but we just what kind of want to touch base if it's that close we might be able to make a deal. Yeah, I mean, maybe P.J. Tucker could have been that guy, but you've obviously already traded him, and what I have to say was a fantastic trade. Uh, so I, I'm not sure there's a smaller piece there. Uh, but but so you don't you wouldn't do Reggie Jackson uh, and Stanley Johnson or a protected first rounder. We don't think that's that's enough of a enough of a return at, okay. at, the, at this at this point, considering the difference in quality and the fact that we think Bledsoe will have will have a market for him. Because then what we what we're dealing with is we're dealing with. Pre- presumably trading an inferior product because we don't know where our draft pick is going to be we might draft our point guard of the future this year so if we make that decision now then we have then then we're sitting in the same position as you but with an inferior point guard and if what's left what's left for us is a protected pick as opposed to an unprotected pick or stanley johnson we don't think that's enough of a return yeah, but the, Suns really, the Suns really want to make the playoffs next year too. It's been like eight years now that they'll have been out of it. Like, and so right, and that, and that basically can, that consigns us to a large degree. So we would be interested if if you, we could get those three, and maybe we add in somebody, uh, the Alex Len. We like we like professional scorer TJ Warren, but if we can get somewhere closer to that and make it make a deal that is satisfactory for both sides, we could we could maybe make it happen. But outside of that, we're we're you're you're asking a little bit too much. Yeah, it seems like there's too much of a gap uh, i think we'll probably just try and uh hope reggie jackson performs better with the training camp next season and then see what we can do from there uh so i guess moving on to the pistons uh second priority where they need to speak to an assistant general manager uh pelicans uh would you be interested in something like aaron baines reggie bullock and a second rounder for Tariq evans we're, we're also just looking at evans as a rental uh, upgrade our bench a little bit uh and and you get into asset before he leaves yeah baines has a player option for next year for six million there have been reports of course that we are now trying to trade for Jalil Okafor but uh fortunately <laughs> the lobotomy that Dell Dumps underwent uh seems to have fixed everything and so now uh he is no longer interested in giving up significant assets for a center and Baines actually would be a real center who could play 20 minutes a game next to AD the question of whether he's going to opt in is a difficult one we are going to have potentially some cap space uh, but he's not bad at, at his six million. So I mean, he's he's going to opt out. Yeah, and, and we wouldn't mind giving Reggie Bullock a chance to maybe try to be the three and D guy on the fourth team of his career that desperately needs a three and D guy. Uh, also, like losing uh, Tyree kind of reduces our our. Uh, 
and we have a one percent chance at the playoffs at this point so getting worse yeah. this year is actually probably a good thing and maybe Baines will opt in and then we're in pretty decent shape uh, as far as center and we can try to fill some other needs in the offseason or re-sign holiday yeah I think we would, we would be willing to do that and and Bullock is a flyer we'll see what ends up happening with him in restricted free agency we can try him out at least oh great uh so it's got to be our 2018 second rounder we've already traded this year uh, but that's yours let's do it excellent uh so is there any protection on that second rounder no top 55 protected of course no 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 protection (laughs) yeah so 2018 second rounder aaron baines reggie bullock for tyreek evans and that actually helps the pistons a little bit too just because if baines were to opt in they're like potentially looking at the tax next year so and and they've got boban and john luer who can play some center i I think that actually that makes some sense yep boban's in the rotation now everybody get excited Okay, back with you at at Locked On Pistons. Uh, a little bonus analysis of those deals. I know we kind of talked about them uh, when they were proposed, when uh, when one of them was made. Uh, let's talk first with the one that didn't happen. Couldn't find a way to upgrade from Reggie Jackson. Uh, and when I really studied it for this podcast in in preparation for it, it was tough to find a logical way to upgrade the two names I honed in on were Drew Holiday and Eric Bledsoe. It's tough to find teams that would accept a downgrade at point guard from Reggie or from who they have to Reggie Jackson because if the Pistons are trading Reggie Jackson, uh, it's probably going to be for an upgrade at point guard. It's tough to see where they are on their timeline uh, just going for a younger, uh, maybe more valuable point guard or differently valuable point guard. Like I think they want somebody who's better right now if they're going to make that trade also somebody not too old and it's tough to find a lot of matches because there are a, a lot of the teams with better point guards they're either those point guards some of them are just way too good you know you're not trading for the Stephen Curry's Russell Westbrook's James Harden's of the world uh, a lot of the uh, go down a tier a lot of those teams are pretty good and want to win now and aren't going to accept downgrading to Reggie Jackson that's because they're in a similar boat with the Pistons, that they want to win what they can now. Uh, so those were the two point guards that I honed in on were Drew Holiday and Eric Bledsoe. Uh, we actually talked more about Drew Holiday yesterday. I think it's a real tough match. Uh, I didn't even bother having somebody take over as the Pelicans assistant GM because as the acting Pelicans general manager and the acting Pistons general manager, I could just see there was no overlap. Uh, that... Maybe this is not what the Pelicans think in real life, but in this mock podcast, my best impression of them, my conclusion was they believe they can re-sign Drew Holiday, that they'll give him the full max, uh, and so he has to be valued accordingly. And if you're the Pistons, my assessment was you can't guarantee he's going to stay. He does have that injury history, but it's more so you can't guarantee he's going to stay, so you have to value him accordingly. And there's just not going to be an overlap there. So we didn't really get into that. I just didn't think there was a match. Uh, but as you heard, uh, talking more with the Suns about Eric Bledsoe, who I'm very high on personally, I think would be a nice upgrade. Uh, but the Suns, you know, have a use for him. Uh, as they explained in the podcast, you know, the Suns are getting sort of desperate to get back into the playoffs. There's going to be a high asking price for for Bledsoe. That they're not going to get in the playoffs this year, uh, but next year. Like, they don't want to take a step back where they become even bigger long shots to get in the playoffs next year. 
So high, high asking price for Eric Bledsoe, two first-rounders or one first-rounder in Stanley Johnson in addition to Reggie Jackson. Tried to flip Reggie Jackson to a third team. That's going to be tough, too. Uh, as Nate explained, there just might not be a lot of interest. So the, the Reggie Jackson trade idea just got shut down from a lot of different directions. We'll see if that reflects reality. We'll see whether the Pistons can pull something out of their hat there. But I think it's going to be tough to trade Reggie Jackson. This I always thought it would be tough, but going through this exercise really exposed some specific ways in why it'd be tough. It really just seems the most likely thing is he's back next year in training camp. Pistons hope he plays better with a full training camp coming into the season healthy. Uh, and then they can go from there. They can try and trade him. They can keep him. But their options will ideally be a lot better. So let's go to the trade the Pistons made in this mock offseason, and that's uh, Aaron Baines, Reggie Bullock, and a second rounder for Tyreek Evans. I'm not sure Tyreek Evans is the perfect fit off the bench. Uh, you know, a ball-handling wing or a scoring point guard, however you want to play him. Uh, on the Pistons, he'd be a wing. Ish Smith would still get minutes, although maybe Tyreek Evans could get some minutes at the one in certain matchups. Uh, but he would just bring a, a scoring spark. He would allow the Pistons, maybe, if they wanted to, there'd be different options. They could move Tobias Harris back into the starting lineup uh, because Tobias Harris and Tyreek Evans are more of the, I, I guess you'd say, uh, dynamic wings or dynamic forwards that the Pistons would have. Uh, and then John Luer would be more of the like spot-up, off-the-ball forward. Uh, Marcus Morris would be somewhere in between. So maybe you want to stagger it where uh, one of Evans or Harris is starting and one of Lure and Morris is coming off the bench. You know, there'd be a little room to finagle with it, but just a real talent upgrade uh, at the backup at the backup two spot. Uh, maybe a little less desperate for that now that Stanley Johnson's playing better, uh, but that's a fairly cheap rental. Tyreek Evans is on an expiring contract. Pistons probably wouldn't re-sign him, although they could look to if you know something happens where their assessment of Contavious Coldwell Pope changes. If they have any reluctance to to give him a a max contract, I don't think they would. But just if something happens, then you have Evans there. Uh, but Evans would probably be more of a rental. Uh, and a cheap rental at that, Aaron Baines also going to be a free agent. Doesn't look like there's a pathway for the Pistons to re-sign him. Uh, the plan all along was to make Boban Marjanovic the the primary backup to Andre Drummond next year. Well, you accelerate that a little bit. You make it happen at the trade deadline this year. Not a big cost. Reggie Bullock's going to be a restricted free agent. With the Pistons going to be around the luxury tax line, which is the reason I say they probably wouldn't re-sign Tyreek Evans if this happened. Uh, re-signing Bullock might be a, a little bit of a, a stretch too. So now you now you upgrade there for a couple of players who are probably going to to leave anyway. One in one case at center, you have the the new rotation backup ready to go in Boban, uh, and then at shooting guard, yeah, you lose Bullock, but you gain Evans, so you have an upgrade there. The the low cost of a 2018 second rounder. Uh, it would put the Pistons maybe in a little bind in the long term because they would not have their 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020 second rounders. Not a huge deal, I don't think. Uh, the Pistons have all their their first rounders. They have a 2019 second round pick 
coming in uh, from a very complex set of transactions where it's going to come from Cleveland, Houston, Orlando, or Portland. So they would still have that one second rounder. Sometimes you can buy second rounders if you need them. Uh, I wouldn't say the Pistons second round drafting has been especially great where you feel like you need to. This should be a team on the rise where those second round picks are are going to be a little less valuable. So I do think the Pistons uh, would do this deal. Quite honestly, I don't think the Pelicans would. I think uh, from the reports we've heard lately with these Jaleel Okafor trade rumors, they're a little more interested in an offensive center. Uh, somebody like Jaleel Okafor, Brooke Lopez. Uh, that's not necessarily Aaron Baines, but maybe maybe that would be something that would interest them just to get some draft pick for Tyreek Evans before free agency uh, to save a little money in the deal uh, just during the season and actual payouts. Maybe it'd be something they're interested in. I don't think I would have done the, the deal, but this is why we split it up. So we're negotiating. I wouldn't have done the deal with the Pelicans, that is. Uh, but this is why we split it up and negotiated with each other. It's a real fun listen. Uh, three parts on the Dunked On podcast. That was the main Piston-centric uh part that was in part three however i will tell you this that was not the last time the pistons came up Uh, we had another trade negotiation no other pistons trades were made Uh, but there was one other good discussion of the value of another piston won't reveal that one i'll let you listen for yourself Uh, that's later in part three not a lot of pistons talk in part one and two but you can better understand Uh, the market for certain players you might be interested in for the Pistons, uh, what other teams might be going for, for those players. So I would highly recommend checking out one and two. And then, like I said, in three, there's more Pistons trade talk later in the podcast than what I just played for you. We'll be back tomorrow at Locked on Pistons talking about the, the Lakers game tonight and I'm sure more trade develop rumor developments. You can follow on Audio Boom or subscribe on iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan Feldman NBA. Thanks for listening.